0: For Thursday night, November 2nd, 2006, this is Episode 6 of the Anime Roundtable. Good evening from Toronto, this is Mike Nicholas. Tonight on the show, Studio Ghibli's latest film may not see the light of day in North America, or at least quickly. We'll talk about the circumstances and the possible conflict to come concerning that. And we'll talk also talk about ICV2's assertion with the Naruto manga being a, quote, once in a lifetime success specifically in comparison with Bleach. That's coming up next, online, on the air, and on thecomicden.com.
1: The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, technical hosts, or any other official associations of this program. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. (laughs)
0: Okay, I'm a little pissed off today, or part, or partly pissed off, partly happy of the last couple days. Okay, a- anyone really want to know why? Gee, thanks for asking.
2: This is being recorded right now.
0: Yes, we're be- we are on the air now. You know. You should have said that.
2: Go, go right on ahead.
0: Okay, first of all, the reason that really has me upset, you're holding it right there. See that book? Okay. If you know, Final Fantasy XII came out this week, and I did a pre-order. Like m- Most of the diehard fans did a pre-order of the game, and as you know, there are two mm-hmm. versions. And he's holding—don't hold that in front of
3: me, or I'm going to punch you on that.
0: <laughs> you uh, know
3: how much this equipment costs, Mike.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I cited the prices only to you guys a, only, earlier. Only a few
3: pennies, right? <laughs>
0: only a, More than a, yeah, a, couple, a couple thousand pennies, a couple— <laughs> Never Give, or take. Give yeah. or take a million take Just pennies. like
3: that nice and shiny book okay. that's steering you straight Let with. me just, okay, let me
0: explain <laughs> this, okay? Back, um, there are two versions of the game. A regular version and then a collector's edition version, which is exclusive to EB and GameStop. Okay, I was able to get that on the pre-order back in July. Here's what I didn't get. There's two versions of the um, strategy, strategy guide, guide the uh, limited edition art book. Package and then just the strategy gu- with the strategy well,
3: guide. I can tell you this much:
2: guide. at the EB where I got mine just today, there is a part of my part of my French, but a shitload of the limited edition strategy guides. And I mean, the only difference
0: since between- we're since we're since I we're since we're <laughs> using four letter words, fuck you. Okay, <laughs> hey, got, that's seven letters.
3: I can solve this <laughs> problem for you. So okay, wait, it was not. The, it was not on my EB. Well, guess they ran what you out. can do. Guess what you can do. You can I remember one. what. I did is most E B employees don't give a shit about certain things. So you can I think if it's still in the plastic wrap or something like that, you well, can the take the other, the, uh, the other book back to one of the ones that does have it and get it. The book was the funny part is the
0: book um the book was now never wrapped, but I haven't taken the game out. It was wrapped
2: though, mine. The the regular stuff. book. The regular uh, copy. The
0: regular copy is not, but this one is. Well, I think you should
3: and just take your receipt and go. Well, and I, if if you think. honestly
2: want, uh, the EB near my my, my place at Ch- Churray Gardens, they had quite a lot of them. I know Square I fact, One. They had a lot of the collector's editions. There was a lot more of the collector's editions than there were the normal editions.
3: Square One has some, too.
0: I'll we check on that if I get the chance tomorrow. Um, Okay, and okay, that's what had me really angry.
2: Uh, I just wanted to add the only difference between limited edition version of the strategy guide and the non-limited edition is that it comes with a cover which has the judge judge characters from Final Fantasy XII and an art book. That's all there is. I know
0: that's the I know, but you know, I, some people are collector hounds. I know, I, I just, I just like bought it too. because
2: Final Fantasy XII is the Final Fantasy that I've been waiting for since Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, long, long time coming.
0: Yeah, before it was like an. Before it was like a you know a little blip in somebody's brain, right? Final Fan, but that Final Fantasy X twelve wasn't even a blip Final for Fantasy
3: somebody. was supposed to be a Final Fantasy after the first one, and then they finally saved you know, whenever, Square when, from bankruptcy. Yeah, you
0: know, whenever. So when is the final? Last so like, final I curse Fantasy? them okay, for that. So that's that's the one that's the one that has me most upset. The other two things I'm a little bit you know more happy about, like the midterm um, got my midterms back from school. Did fine on those. How'd
2: you how'd you do? As Bs Cs. A's. It's did
0: Great. Trust yeah, me, it's not. Great. It's not. It's nothing to be excited about. But still, it was good to do okay on those. And then, they, and then going back to video games, the one that I am happy about because I, I actually got bully over the weekend. Ah oh, yes, you were telling uh. me about that
2: via Madison. I've got to figure out
0: this one. Okay, for, um, so did it's you, an anti-bully? It, it, originally, you played the bully, but then you, but then it got reworked and delayed by a few years, and it became an anti. And the character you play is more the anti-bully called Jack Thompson. Yep. I was about to mention him. uh, All I have to say is this. Have you uh,
3: done that thing where he was complaining about where supposedly, I guess you can get girlfriends or something like that. And this one boy, you can kiss him or something like that. And he was making a big fuss over that for a teen rating. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to make the kids... Uh, I have to say that I have to say I, I, this. It's I, just I mean, idiotic some of the stuff. Like, it's comes a tame version
0: nice. of Grand Theft Auto and considering it's a lot of the same development team from what I understand, yeah. uh, no surprise. But I don't find it all disturbing except for one's mission, okay? And that would be? Okay, here it is. Um, scenario is you meet the cafeteria lady and she says, I'm taking somebody out on a date <laughs> and I need you to get a couple things for me. And first of all... She is your like the stereotypical cafeteria lady you see in. Is she
2: dating a student or something? No, no, that no. I, I, get to
0: the, I didn't get to that. <laughs> Let me get to that part. She asks you to go out and buy a couple items, or get fetch a couple items. Let me Perfume, huh? Um, box of chocolates, and sedatives.
3: <laughs>
0: oh. and, and, and that's the, tame. I was and and, I, it was and the, 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 no, be no, else. wait. That that. The, then you find out her plot. She essentially plays a date rape. On the chemistry teacher, <laughs> oh, I'm serious. Awesome. You have to, you have to, you have to help her in essentially date raping. I, I, I'm sorry that's to awesome. use those terms, I, but that's I, what it really comes down to. I love how she they, spikes they, her coffee, and then you see them. You see, you see her drag him into a hotel.
3: <laughs> oh, so, oh, yes. so he complains about this gay stuff, but he doesn't have any problem with that. That's I don't some even great know. logic. It happens,
0: it happens later in chapter three of the game, but and it's an optional mission. Thank goodness it's optional. Hey, do it might thing. be
2: optional, but you you ended up doing it. Well, yeah, for
0: for the sake of being completist, and and the seventy
2: bucks it uh, nets your says, character. He says complete, but I'm pretty sure he did it for other reasons.
0: <laughs> oh jeez, you're, you're scaring, Moving on huh? then. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, we have. Let me just quickly, um, quickly go around the table tonight. Uh, to my left, James Austin, North American anime and manga industry observer. To uh, straight ahead of me. Dean Kolak, initial D, warm, world form moderator on IDForms.net. This is his second go around. And on mic four to my right, we do have a newcomer, and it's a girl. So, James, Dean, on your best behavior. Angela Jordan,
2: uh, we he haven't. caught cut himself. <laughs>
0: Angela Jordan is a fine arts student um, here in Toronto at York University and is an Artist Alley regular. Uh, how many years running at Anime North, at least?
1: Um, three years so far. Three years. Yeah, so, I'll keep doing it as long as I can.
0: Okay. Well, uh, so, so welcome. And thanks for doing the show, by the way. Oh, and no thanks problem. Thanks for agreeing My to buddy. do this. Okay, so noticeable yet again for his absence this week is Neil Sinclair, who's still feeling the effects of whatever's been ailing him for the last three weeks. Uh, we wish him a recovery. We can't really say speedy anymore because it's been three weeks. Hopefully he'll be back next time. Okay. Okay, so let me focus on Angela here cuz first of all, you two dominated the conversation for the last 5 minutes. I'm is not there much something for video wrong games, with that? Though. It's okay, it's okay, but I want games. to I, I really want to focus on Angela because this is for the for the first time we have someone who isn't just an anime and manga fan but is an artist in her own right. And you know, amongst all of us who are just just watch the stuff or probably just write about this stuff, it's a lot stuff. to read about the stuff. Or read about this stuff, you know. And I want to pick Angela's brain for a couple minutes. Um on being an artist and being a more of a fine artist and anime fan. And by the way, you two look like you're about to stay silent for the next couple minutes, and I ask you two to jump in at any point too, you know.
2: Well, you mean we can't just stare? Yeah. And make her <laughs> look uncomfortable?
0: Well, you know, if you have something to add to this, okay? Because um, Angela and I, like, I've known Angela for a couple of years. Um, we've talked, you know, we've talked quite a bit about the whole, about the whole philosophies of, you know, uh, like a, an art art major and then, how and then just it,
1: anime in general and too. just anime
0: in general and like our own focus is like our own, what we look for when we when we watch it and have uh have decontextualized the whole thing uh, the whole manga and anime industry as a whole in north america and we take different pers- and each of us as we come into it take different perspectives right um whether it be science fiction or its marketing aspects or its actual art aspects in terms of styles what we see and what and what in terms of writing styles and you know, we don't really focus on the art, on the actual visuals sometimes. So that's why Angela is here, and, and and so I want to ask Angela a couple questions, and we're basically rehashing conversations we've had in the past.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So let me just. Uh, so I want her to, to just see what her impressions are when I ask these. There's always been this assertion, like in the fine arts community. Let me just get my, check my notes here. In the fine arts community, that the The community as a whole tends to look down on manga styles uh, and, gener- and comic book styles in general. Um, I've even heard rumors that some fine arts instructors will instantaneously fail people who will even show a hint of such styles. Um, is it justified? Uh, do you agree with it? I'm just wondering what you thought. I, I forgot, like, I want to hear what you thought on it now.
1: Well, I do have experience with that sort of situation. In high school, I had a teacher who was absolutely opposed to any kind of Anime manga, comic book art, and we didn 't think it was right, like many of the mm-hmm. students, but you just had to go along with it and it created a I think a great tension in the class because there, there were things that were taboo, and like we could draw naked people, but and we could do all, all sorts of things, we could do whatever we wanted, but it, there was just this one aspect of art that we couldn 't touch, and i didn 't think that was right and <coughs> I don't know, I think it just put a strain on my art. Yeah,
0: and, and it's kind of odd considering the whole, like, you would think that art art in general is like a free-flowing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to encourage creativity, but then it's almost contradictory.
1: It is.
3: Well, there's different groups because it's happened throughout history. If you really want to go back with the Impressionists and how they were first viewed as kooks and pots and stuff like that, and then later on as it progressed... They got more fame and stuff like that, but unfortunately most of them were dead by the time all the riches came to them.
1: Yeah, I think there are always things that are sort of untouchable in art at certain times. I'm not sure history.
3: how it would... This one is kind of a different thing in into itself, so it's not sure how it will come about for mm-hmm. manga and comic book styles.
1: Yeah, it's new too, which doesn't you know help I mean? with
3: the... Because, it, yeah, it's 20th uh, century, so it'll still take time before people see it as is. Mm-hmm. Well
0: maybe it's cyclical too i mean not not cyclical in this sense like it's it's like the next the next um next frontier in terms of the develop in terms of art development i mean what's what's uh, what was considered revolutionary and against the grain and unacceptable then could be acceptable you know decades or centuries down the road and i think maybe that's what we're seeing here we're just seeing the next part of it or mm-hmm. something else facing the same thing that Another style another movement saw a century ago.
2: Well, I wouldn't think that <clears throat> the manga or Japanese style is really that Like you'd mentioned Angela about you know professors or Teachers or whatever you want to call them not really accepting that stuff. They also have their own you know um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, their own beliefs said I mean mm-hmm. they could very well be just the types that didn't like comic books and you know They just frown upon that I mean Everyone is open and free to their own beliefs
1: Yeah. but it's also I think it's the teacher's responsibility to address different things that students have to bring into the class
0: i mean i, I here's i 'll give a quick example a former a professor here uh, here at York University, and we taped the show at York University. He teaches some Japanese courses on visual on um movies he did a humanities course on movies and on japanese movies and, and what was interesting was he he was he wasn't as familiar with the with um, anime, although that had become had started becoming popular. But he had been familiar with old Japanese movies and recent Japanese and Japanese film. And he was and what I was impressed with this guy, with this professor, um, he was very open to learning about it. And he said and he acted like as much a student of as he was lear- uh, learning this stuff as his own students were. And it was it was wonderful to have those, all those conversations with him over the years. Put that down. <laughs> Put down that book. We'll stop the taping. Right now, so. Um, Is it stopped? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> I just, but, it, oh, oh.
1: oh. I just wanted to bring up another point to look at, from the teacher's point of view, I can understand their perspective as well. Because I think that there's sort of a plague in American or North American art that uses anime style and that there's a lot a lot of art There's the great stylistic elements that people have got bang on But their art suffers from a lack of knowledge about anatomy and the underlying structure of the drawings just sometimes Are very primitive Like they have the great style. anime eyes, but they put it in the wrong part on the face Or they, they know how to Photoshop something, but they don't they can't draw and so, so you see it
0: both ways, actually. So yeah. Yeah. You, you actually so learning how to draw better.
1: realistically and draw from nature first is really important because then you can lie, lie on whatever style you want after. So. There's some. So the teachers just might be some basics, I guess. Yeah, pick up basics first, and then you can draw. Or anything. the fundamentals.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the word I was looking for. Because yeah, without the basics, you can't get those uh, the um, advanced stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Got to learn to walk before you run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Uh, as someone who's been in the artist alley, uh, can you give us a sense of what it's like to be in there as somebody sitting at a table? Um, oh yeah, what do you do at your table? I, I mean, I apologize because I, I don't. When I go to an, when I go to conventions like North and see an anime, I don't hang out in the artist alley, perhaps as much. And I do have quite a few friends in there, but I just don't hang out there. So, give us a bit of a sense of some of the stuff you've done there.
1: Well, first of all, it's an exhausting experience. I usually. Crash, lose a lot of weight, or get sick right after conventions, just because of the extreme strain of that three days. I'm
0: I, doing having uh, having done it on uh, and having uh, helped out at conventions extensively, oh, oh, in the distant past, and I mean distant past. I can I know that feeling. So mm.
2: I guess I should get involved mm-hmm. in myself yeah, next year. I could, I could I could stand could, to lose a few pounds. Yeah, you could lose a few pounds.
1: Well, just your days are like ten-hour days of just sitting behind a desk, and it's just. Like you've got to be upbeat if you're dejected and looking down and like nobody's buying anything then no one's going to come up and look at your stuff. You've got to be really open and smiling all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's very difficult to have so many people walk right by the table and not even look. Or people have walk by and say, yeah, it's okay. And then walk on to the next thing. It's just, I know that's the real world. Like people, never would, everybody's not going to be interested in your stuff. But still, it's, it's just hard to see.
0: Well, True. Um i re- yeah, and as I said i don't help the si- I, I I will not say I help the situation sometimes by not not usually being in there. Oh, mm-hmm. one thing I do want to get curious I'm curious about, and I've seen this depicted um only only in fiction, but um do you <laughs> sense of, like do you sense a, see a sense of community in the artist' alley or camaraderie of sorts in there? like do community? artists generally know each other, and do um, gen- artists know each other year in and year out, at least from your experience?
1: Well, in my experience, not as much. Just watching out for your table mates and the person next to you, but I don't see a great sense of overall community. I think there's more rivalry than camaraderie, uh, to be honest. I was wondering, well, yeah, not I was wondering I about that
3: because I thought North America would be more competitive than Japan where it's developed into more of a community thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well. Other I was thing. just going to ask, yeah. what,
2: I've never been to any of these artist alleys. I've passed by them, I think, maybe once or twice at Anime North. What exactly, like, is it, um, like, is it like Dojin style where it's, you know, fan depictions of a already existing uh, series or is it original work?
1: Um, my stuff or the artist alley in general? Your stuff and uh,
2: in general. Okay,
1: mm. well, I think in the past it's been more prints and bookmarks, that sort of thing of fan art but now it's shifting more towards crafts, I found, like uh, furry hats and different things like that. It's just more diversified now. So so- not, not so much doujinshi, not so much mm. original comics. I'd love to see more original comics. I've got original comics, but I don't really see all that much of it, which is kind of a shame.
2: You should have brought, brought some of yourself I wouldn't mind taking a look.
1: Well, I can give you my website later.
0: Well, we'll add the... Uh, actually, we should ask for the website. We'll put it in the notes uh, in the notes, uh, uh, yeah, we'll put it in the notes, or just a drop us a line, a drop us a line on our email too. Um, now I have to pick her brain on this one because this, because we brought it up uh, previously. Oh yeah, and, and as many of you have figured already, I did read par- Comic Party over the summer, so uh, so I wanted to see if there were parallels. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, sort of. it's, it's funny. Mm. During, this, during this no, last bit of uh, conversation, I, I was thinking of Comic Party for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> well, oh,
3: well, I, well, I thought I
0: had to bring that. And, and here's a segue. On the topic of comic, comic Party, or more specifically, it's publisher Aqua Plus, we did talk about their call against the doujin scene in Japan about a month ago when we did our season premiere in episode four. An artist, uh, an artist alley, whether an anime or manga one or North American comics, is likely as close as you'll get to Comic-Con in North America, I'm guessing. Um, but what was yeah, your view? Much. Yeah, what was your view on the public on Aqua Plus's call?
1: Well, when I heard about that, I sort of drew parallels between that and rumors about Autocon, the two thousand six um There were rumors going around that's about right. a ban on fan art.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard. Um, actually, when I was in Washington during the sniper shootings oh, a few years ago, <laughs> that's a long. I'll tell you that story some other time. But I was there, and um, one of them, one of my um, friends in Washington, or one of my best friend's cousins. He um, he was working for EB Games, but he also was in the uh, fan art community down there, and he said, and I asked him about that. I asked him, like, his impression for it, and he told me about this, but I didn't really delve into it, so I was, I, was, I am aware of that, mm-hmm. of the Oticon ban.
1: Well, there were rumors going around that it was going to be a total ban on fan art, and a lot of artists only have fan art, and so there was quite a stir, because what are they going to sell if they can't sell anything? So it was, then it was revealed that it was just going to be a ban on prints or reproductions of art but original art could be sold so oh like depictions
0: uh, was... of uh, established
2: characters
1: right so you, you can sell the original painting but you can't sell prints
0: okay
2: prints being like just depictions of say mass
0: prints
1: being like go to king Coast and make 20 copies sell them for a buck
0: um yeah okay i i get that right. like i and mean still like mass lost mass, produc- mass producing Established prints.
2: So, say for example, like, on the cover of this Final Fantasy 12, <laughs> limited edition...
3: You're really gutted for your life, thank you.
2: <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's just my interpretation of the word print would be like, yeah. say you take this picture which has the judge characters and you reproduce it and then
1: make copies of that? Well, no, that's that would be prohibited anyway. But, I mean, drawing fan art of characters, and then you're allowed to sell the original painting or drawing, but you can't make copies of it and sell the copies. Oh,
2: okay. Now I'm I'm clear on that. So if you have like mm -hmm. a character, say, oh, I don't know.
1: Ranma, let's say. Say
2: Naruto or something, you can only have one specific drawing. You can't just take that drawing, photocopy, and sell that.
1: That's right. Okay. So, but it hasn't gone quite to that level at Anime North, at least not yet, that you can still sell prints and pretty much anything else, Mm. uh, as long as it's not someone else's work.
0: We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that at length, at length, maybe even at North itself.
1: Well, the parallel I drew is that these are established, things that are established within the fan community as acceptable, like making art and selling prints or making doujinshi for Comic Party. And we just see, even though they're illegal, sure, we see them as acceptable, and um, now companies are going against.
0: Yeah, maybe that's part of the... Um... Whole com- it's a sad part. It's probably a sad statement of the whole commercial of the whole like increased popularity, increased awareness. I can't say commercialization. That's kind of a really taboo word. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's it's funny since all this discussion. You know, some some of the more well-known mangakas like Love Hina and Negima's uh, mangaka Ken Akamatsu originally started as a um, dojinshi artist. So yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm.
0: and that's the you know, irony in all that. It may mm-hmm. actually. You know, turn back the or turn turn away a lot of would be artists, turn them off,
2: which is kind of sad because I mean, some of them could well very well be you know the next big thing.
0: Yeah, But well,
2: oh, well I don't thought. see
1: why the artists who like Clamp or Matsu couldn't get their start in original works either.
2: True, but I mean, it's just the way things happen for them. They started mm-hmm. with Dojinshi, right? Oh, yeah. The only thing you can say is. Uh, look, uh, my personal view is that it might be a little bit harder to get by by original work originally based on the, the um, market, I guess. That's just my well, view. I, you
3: I mean, can, I, I'm but not, you I'm have not, to I'm, go for a certain. have got to go last and then I, go I, on and move on.
2: I'm not an artist myself, so I.
1: No, I would say that's true.
0: Okay. Definitely. Well, I'm sure we'll keep up with this if it begin if it continues escalating, but we got to move on. On to regular business. Um, on to regular business. We start formally with a call-out, and that call-out was from Ursula K. Le Guin. She is the author of Tales of Earthsea, a novel which was the basis for this year's Studio Ghibli hit, *Gedo Senki. The movie did very well in Japan over the summer. Um, I, if memory serves me correct, I believe it was the highest grossing title during the summer, or at least one of them. And, and I'm sure North American fans here are eagerly awaiting Guido Senki's release in North American theaters here, and that's where it begins to get interesting. Le Guin's call-out was, sci- was to Sci-Fi Channel in the U.S. Apparently they hold the North American rights to Tales of Earthsea here, and have acted on it with a live-action adaptation a couple years ago in 2004. Bottom line with these rights is that any, gib- uh, any uh, version of, gib- uh, of Ghibli's Guido Senke won't come to North America unless Sci-Fi says so sci-fi holds this right until 2009 and seemingly that's when Ghibli will be able to bring that movie here and expect that to be the case because as of now sci-fi hasn't responded to any questions concerning the matter and all indications are they will sit on the license until 2009. So let's start estimating the casualties
2: uh, All right, I was just curious, is it they hold the license to the to the animated work done by Snowy or is it just the, the whole, the whole, I think whole it's license Steve, to the... The license
3: for movies and TV, I'm guessing, are people when like they the were whole setting up the license, to it. they mm-hmm. set up the li- the license for the franchise in TV and movies for just, them. I That's I the way it goes. But she has some problems on the other end where um, when she went to first view the movie, yeah, I know she she said, said. there were some it's changes not the movie or the book that... I wrote and kind of slapped Miyazaki in the face and said, well, that's his first movie. We that's which, be... Yeah,
0: we should clarify which Miyazaki.
3: It's Goro. It's, it's Goro. It's it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's humbling. It's like, yes, I know. I'm not my father. But, but let's put that aside. <laughs> I, I, put that aside for a second.
0: I mean, somebody's going to lose out in this. Well, I think everybody's going to lose out. But you know,
2: any
3: but I, she still seems to be bitchy to me. Like she keeps on saying this and that, and I'm like, okay, do you want to promote the movie? Do you not want to promote the movie because you don't like it? Like it's it, it's just like apples and oranges. I, I don't get it from the different things I hear on the wire, so to speak.
2: I'm just and, surprised that Sci-Fi isn't trying to jump on on the bandwagon with um, the movie and pre- premiere it on its own channel. I mean, it'll it'll they, make it it'll it'll make money. And it'll draw people that are not only sci-fi geeks, but, you know, the Oh, you mean
0: ask, ask them to ask, the, ask uh, Studio Ghibli and Disney to
2: yeah, I mean, like, put the movie
0: out strictly on their channel.
2: Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they, they already have some kind of plans and haven't made some press release. Who's to say that maybe tomorrow some press release will come and, you know, we'll find out that this movie is going to come mind earlier you, than mind 2009.
0: Mind you, this info came out about two, three weeks ago. So nothing's on it now. Um, maybe we're to start to hear stirrings by this point, but I guess not. True.
1: Well, I think the film is too big and too, well, too popular, I suppose, uh, to not make it here until 2009.
0: Yeah, that's the sad part. I don't know how long any of us can wait, or any pe- most of the anime fan community could wait. Like uh, well, I'm pretty sure it. that I those that, that want to wait Ghibli, will, will
2: somehow get a, get a hold of a yeah, uh, like, version.
0: Like, yeah, like R2, right? I
3: find it hard to believe, considering how long all of us have waited for certain Studio Ghibli films yeah, to arrive on You know what I mean? So I mean, it's not a big thing for me. I think we're just spoiled that they come out faster now. Yeah, we, we are spoiled to. by you know that because I mean. of
0: that distribution that, agreement. But keep in mind, we... like. We only got, like, only recently got um, Nausicaä and Kiki's Delivery Service and Totoro, and like, they th- those only recently came out here in some form on DVD. And those movies had existed already for at least, those three movies specifically existed for a good 10 years before then. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've waited for so long, and I'm wondering, you know, it could be worth the wait. And, and we've done this before, so... Why not? And it's only, like, less than three years away. This moment will be, like, less than three years away, so I don't know. Maybe it won't be a huge deal, especially considering the the reviews haven't been glowing, including from Le Guin herself, who's... I, I was sort of surprised to know she was still alive, for starters, because I had read her one of her books. All, anyone ever read any of her works in the past?
2: I might no, have read no, it in no, apocalyptic I, science fiction, if but... That was about two, three years I, ago.
0: I, I, like 10 years ago, I read The Dispossessed because it was required reading for a political science course.
2: And it's a sci-fi wow. book? It's a sci-fi book. I guess it has political science somehow involved.
0: It's about, yeah, it's about like two, like two, um, the relationship between two states or planet states and then, you know, how, how, they, um, how they were in t- and like had no communication with each other for centuries and then suddenly they get into contact with each other. And they have an exchange program just almost, to start foster like diplomatic relations. Almost sounds
2: like it could make for a interesting anime series. It could have. I, I
0: guess. I guess that's what um, Ghibli was thinking when they read uh, "Tales of Earthsea." I don't really, which is a title I'm not familiar with. But like, uh, you're not
2: you're not by yourself in that respect.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I know that. It seems, I guess, a franchise that they thought would sell and that was popular with a certain segment, but I guess it just wasn't us. Well, you, so. d- you
2: did mention that it did well in Japan, Mike, right? Uh,
0: yeah, but I think that's but on the... It's, it's natural, though, for Ghibli. Yeah, that's, because that's the of thing. Ghibli, it's one of, Ghibli is one of those gold, gold names. Like, I think it was
1: also son, it was see Goro
3: Miyazaki's first film, so they wanted to see what the son of... Miyazaki could do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean in that sense too
0: yeah and and the sad part is he has to live up to that standard and once again it may be sort of unfair
2: all sons who try to follow their father into some aspect of fame all have that happen I mean for one example you have um, Frank Herbert of Dune fame's son who's also writing and he's kind of a crappy writer
0: I'll use a sports analogy Roger Clemens and his son Kobe oh yeah so i um, He has a lot to live up to. Except he's
3: not a pitcher, so he's lucky like, in that respect. It's like if I'm a but bad hitter, I don't like have to that, compare right? to my dad because my dad's a bad hitter.
2: <laughs>
0: well, he, he, that means they're pretty much alike then. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, but um, I don't know. I don't, I still don't know what to make of it at this point. Maybe it's a not. Maybe it shouldn't be a big issue. But like, it's like how do I where do I go back like I mean as I said to Goru it's sort of unfair it is sort of an unfair comparison to because he's instantly right then and there going to be compared to his father and and, and his greatest works and the maybe, thing maybe,
2: maybe he should have gone into something else then
3: but I think more so in Japan not as so in North America depending on the people you know what I mean Because they won't instantly think this is Miyazaki. Yeah, but it's always
0: the funny part is it's also I would think in the uh, Japanese culture it's an expectation too to to literally or very much follow in a parent's footsteps into Mm -hmm. the same business. Because so that's 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 a double edge or that's I mean that's uh, even worse.
3: But you gotta remember, like, what is Gorō? He's like in his forties or fifties or something like that. Already and I. Gura, well, I know he's. I, I think is really old. Like it's not like he's young. You know what I mean? Like he's not in his twenties or thirties. I would think he like, was at the maybe um, in his later thirties. But all the, I know is I'm not sure what he's done before. Like I'm not sure, but I'm not sure if it was in animation or what it was. But it seems like it was it, a long process Ghibli. before they finally said, "Okay, we'll give you." the rights to mm-hmm. how in this film, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, it's an interesting. Actually, um, it, the whole Gido Senki story, uh, the whole Gido Sen- uh, Senki thing has an interesting side story not related to the movie itself because there's been a lot said about the relationship between Hiao and Goru, and, and at the time of the release and during the production, there was a lot, of, uh, apparently a lot of tension, what much of which has uh, settled. And the two are on good terms again. So there's an interesting father-son story. Side story, sadly, which takes away from the movie. But um, as for the movie itself, you know, I don't know. Uh, as I said, it uh, didn't get the greatest reviews.
1: Well, from the reviews I heard, it was that people comparing it to Miyazaki's film, yeah. or the elder Miyazaki, uh, said that it had it wasn't necessarily inferior, just had a different tone to it and a different mm-hmm. directing style. And I think... Well, I haven't seen the film, but no. we'll just but have to see if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
3: He did choose a darker piece, and Miyazaki doesn't do as many darker pieces as he used to. Like, mm-hmm. he'll have one or two here and there, but his is more lighter fair. Yeah, or will
1: have dark moment- moments in an overall light thing, film. The other thing,
3: though, is he's basing it off an original work, and when you base it off an original work, sometimes you'll succeed in bringing out elements or making it more successful, but that's very rare. They'll always compare it against the original, and say, well, it's not as good as what it could have been if you did mm-hmm. that, that, and that. Yeah. So, okay. Which is sad, but that's how some people yeah, think. It, they're two Just different a media, this too. Here.
1: Like books and movies, two different media, and like to some level, I don't think you can compare them.
0: It's sort of unfair. By the way, did you ever get that copy of um, Hell's Moving Castle?
1: Um, yeah,
0: I know he was looking for the book. James was looking for the book.
1: Oh, I haven't oh, read the book. Uh, Howell's
3: yeah. Moving Castle? Was it Howell's Moving Castle? Yeah, it was Howell's Moving Castle. No, I never got around to find it. I'm going to look for it again sometime. Mm-hmm. But once I do, um, I'll read it. But it's so hard because that was, like I think, published in the 80s and stuff like that. And there's only so many in circulation at the library system around us. So. So
2: wait, 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 wait. It was actually translated into English? It was an English novel to start. an English oh, novel. My bad. My bad. I, don't, I don't really follow
3: Studio Ghibli stuff. So. That's fine. Yeah, they have a theme of doing certain things that are outside the Japanese. That's interesting.
0: All right. Okay, so once around the table, um, are we going to see uh, Gaidosanke by uh, before 2009, James?
3: I don't really care, but for all I know, it could be 2050. Oh, I don't think this uh, Gaidosanke movie will be that long.
2: It, it'll. I'm pretty sure there's three years between now and then. I'm pretty sure it'll come out some. Well, not necessarily come out, but something will be done regarding uh, what's going to happen with it, whether it will be released or not released. You're taking Angela's time, you know.
0: Huh? Angela?
1: (laughs) Well, I think that we will see it before 2009. Like, there's different anime that are being held up. Uh, Angel's Eye, for one, is absolutely incredible, and we'll probably never see the light of day here. But I think Ghetto Sankey has a lot of economic potential, and for that reason alone I think it'll come here before Mm. 2009.
0: The correct answer is only if Disney's willing to share the profits with Sci-Fi Channel. And if that's the case, it's coming out in 2009. <laughs> All right, we'll take the break. Be back in a couple seconds. Stay tuned if you're an Elf and Lied fan. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of it. So you're listening to the Anime Roundtable on the ComicDen.com. Thank you. And the podcast continues for Thursday night, November the 2nd, 2006. By the way, the crinkling of the bag we, we pick up. Oh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Nicholas, Austin, Kolak, and Jordan around the table from our studio in Toronto in front of a live audience of two people, most we've had this season. We're and going on, for the record. And online via comicdeno.com, of which you are free and encouraged to distribute. Uh, special thanks again to Josh's anime music sheet collection for the midi. I think I got a new ringtone. You'll hear I'll 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 play for you guys a bit later on. The the studio hasn't had a chance to hear what we played uh, earlier. Uh, Okay, I think I'll start off this segment also with a with a call-out. Let me quickly pull out some numbers here for everyone. According to BookScan, the sales figures are in for the first volume of the Bleach manga one month into its Cartoon Network run. According to the figures, while the numbers seem pretty good, there are only just over half the sales that Naruto experienced a year ago, once again a month into its broadcast run. Naruto Volume 1, by the way, is still apparently outselling Bleach by about 30%. ICV2, in looking at these numbers, regarded that it is too early to predict Bleach's long-term success and whether or not it will come close to Naruto's sales figures. But then added, Naruto, quote, gives every appearance of being a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon in terms of manga in the U.S. Okay, sales. Uh, first of all, sales figures really don't lie. Naruto is the biggest-selling manga title right now. Although uh, I believe we have to mention that Bookscan just covers booksto- mainstream bookstores in the U.S., uh, nothing for niche stores and comic book stores, although I could be wrong on that. But culturally, as it goes in North America, can you really say Naruto's the biggest thing? Also, will will Naruto honestly be as good as it gets?
2: I personally don't think so. Um, Because there's always, you know, there's the line that uh, a king will always end up being usurped in the end. It might have a success now, but something will come along. Can we use another cliche?
0: I'll I'll throw another cliche. Is it a a baseball-related one? Not completely. Okay, shoot it. Okay, um... Records are meant to be broken.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, personally, like um, I've read both of Naruto and Bleach. Although Bleach, I should be reading up more on. And it's just they're two different things. Naruto's, I guess, more something that you could sell to a mainstream audience, and Bleach is similar. I mean, they're both running Shonen Jump in uh, both Japan and the U.S. I think. Or yes. Or yes, I believe at that's least correct. at least Bleach is under that Shonen Jump line, and I mean they're very different. Uh, Apparently, according to my friends who have been reading Bleach and Naruto, um, the Bleach series gets really, really cool, whereas Naruto uh, starts stagnating and uh, having pretty much, I guess, the manga equivalent of anime episode fillers. So, yeah, and for I, a
0: long-running I, series too. True. Well,
2: at least at least the artwork is still good, unlike you know Hunter x Hunter, which apparently is just ugh, awful. God, awful artwork in uh, in the Shonen Jump. Japan,
0: which I feel, which I say, I, which I can, I, I have to be honest, I wouldn't completely know.
2: Yeah, did, apparently the manga who also did Yu Yu Hakusho is apparently sick, and uh, he ends up actually fixing up the uh, artwork, but his artwork is awful in the uh, serialization in the in the magazine.
0: Okay. Anyone else?
2: I guess not. Not many of us uh, like Naruto and Bleach here tonight. <laughs> no, I, I mean, here's a
3: thought.
0: Um, but, uh, oh, go ahead.
3: I I oh. don't know like you hear the numbers and it's as you guys basically put really clearly and perfectly what with what I was thinking is that something will come along and do just that and usurp the others throne. but on the other flip of the coin so to speak um Bleach I think is a little more serious than Naruto like there's more story and it progresses more and kind of. I think I think the rating is a little higher. I think it may be teen plus compared to the, to the teen of Naruto. So I think it's a different, well, it's similar market, but just mm-hmm. a tad off on the one. So it's not going to feel the same success. Well, also, I think oh. Naruto's at an earlier time slot than Bleach. So you hit more people in the earlier time slot than in the older time slot at 11.30 Midnight mm-hmm. at nine. J- just, just curious. To like when, 10, when exactly
2: did Naruto even start airing in the U.S.?
3: I'm not sure. I only it, know started, it started a lot 10, earlier that.
2: than Bleach because I know Bleach recently started,
3: right? Correct. Yeah. I know Bleach. So is, sorry, it was a year ago. I so I mean,
2: it's got, it's had a year, you know. To get out into the yeah. open amongst you know well, kids who are buying the stuff, right? But I mean, give give bleach a year and you know give it the five or six or seven more volumes, and I'm pretty sure that it. it I'm not sure if it'll come close, but it'll do a lot better. Some, let me throw some thoughts at you. Oh, Andrew, you want to add something? Or
1: um, yeah, well, I think that what we're seeing with the numbers with bleach and Nar- Naruto is not just within the anime fandom, like the the sales. I think that Naruto has really managed to capture young people in general yeah, that's popular a key point. imagination that is a key and, point actually um like bleach is doing very well for a manga and for an anime within the anime community whereas naruto is doing very well as a commodity for um, young people in general
2: mhm
0: actually i agreed I, I actually that's a very good point kind of like and people are wearing the headbands yeah
1: Oh, oh you yeah, you see the... Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, and see it's, it's funny, too
2: many headbands. recently uh, a topic was started on my uh, on the section on the Initial D forums that I'm part of, which had to do with the Naruto headbands. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, um, I mean I'd, I'd like to compare some. Naruto to, say, something like Dragon Ball Z. It's just something that and, and it, it's and, easier to accept in the mainstream, and, you know, you won't just have, you know, hardcore anime fans, or, you know, your normal anime fans watching, you'll have them... Plus, a lot of other people, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly whereas it. for Bleach, as Angela was saying, you know, it's more of a uh, title that's niche for uh, amongst the anime fandom. Agreed.
1: I just want to point something out that, I, observing people, well, people observing as I did sitting at the table at the convention, this year I saw a lot of older fans, well, I'd say 17 and up, fans wearing the costumes from Bleach and a lot of younger fans wearing the headbands. And it was more of the t- 13, 12-year-olds that were wearing the headbands. And even out in public, too, I've seen people wearing the Naruto headbands mm-hmm. just around. And so I think that like, that's more evidence of the de- different demographic it's managed to reach.
0: Yeah, uh, that's probably a key point. Demograph- and, you, and you guys that's, hit that's, on that's, two We were points.
3: kind of saying it as well on the thing that one's aired earlier and the other one's aired later. So yeah. there's kind of a difference in fan gap in America where there isn't that much of a difference in Japan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like certain Canada. things... They blur, they, they blur <clears throat> age restrictions you know in, what that, I mean? in that sense. So, so it's that sort of thing as well. Well, Okay, let so, me... Oh. So it's kind of difficult when we say this. It's not all cut and stone. That's all I was going to no, say. It's,
0: or cut and dry.
3: Cut and dry. Yeah. Well,
0: you, you, I mean, a couple thoughts. Um, first of all, you're right on the Dragon Ball thing. I, I agree with you fully on the Dragon Ball thing. That's what, like, if you want... Like, Actually,
2: but a better way of saying it, it is... Dragon Ball, but with ninjas.
3: No, hey, you Ninjas right. are always but successful, that's, like, man. That's, but that's the way they see, Bleach, You know what? I, I think if
2: Bleach really wants to get successful, they need to have pirates, vampires, werewolves, and, and well, ninjas. And it has I'm pretty, pretty sure, boom, like, boom like that, <laughs> kids will like it. Yeah. Yeah. It already, it already has
1: vampires, though, so...
2: Oh well, well see, this goes to show uh, that I haven't anything. been. Uh, but the thing up to date is, you're right.
0: You're right. I, I mean, I agree with the with the um, assessment in terms of in terms of getting hooking that young hooking that young audience. And I agree with the assessment concerning the comparison to Dragon Ball Z. I mean, Naruto has a better Naruto is in a is in a better position to do both.
2: Actually, um, let me just add, just since you mentioned that in the initial uh, release of Shonen Jump, the U.S. edition. Um, I believe the mangaka of Naruto, whose name escapes me at the moment, um, had said that he was a big Dragon Ball Z fan mm-hmm. as he was growing up.
0: And there's the compa- and there's the influence. The other, the th- here's the third. Here's here's some other thoughts though. Um, what was already on the market at the time both came out a year ago? Like, let's face it, in a year, in a year, um, there's more pro- manga product on the market. Like. You mean in North America? In North America, generally speaking, it's... Could you say it's doubled? I wouldn't go that far, but it's like more... uh, There's double the product on the market. I'm not certain that's a safe assessment, but there's significantly more. I I
2: think personally that the manga um, in North America has finally hit its peak because, you know, of course, ADV has pretty much dropped a lot of their titles and it's starting to, you know, uh, go down a little bit, but... I guess I can
0: I, I can that. agree that there's a lot of I mean, money out there. I agree there's, there's less publishers, early. but maybe one less, less stuff publishers published too.
3: I mean there's there was a shaking out and there'll be another shaking out. But it's, I think it's I think, peaked again, think, but I don't think it's, it's going
0: I don't think it's I think it's up though. Over I think overall it's so it's right. still but they're I they're looking at
3: if you go into that argument uh, they're going in different directions because we have yaoi and now we seven and now we seven seas yeah, they're going to start their Yuri line. The Yuri line, I was just but gonna say the that thing too, with the Yuri line, though, is they're not going totally Yuri. Depending on how you look at it, it's more shoujo-ai and my idea of it. You know mm. what I mean? No, that's
0: but that—that's very another, it's another discussion. It's so da- it's not to say like it's it's the same or down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
2: well, when I mean mean the whole uh, aspect of it going down, there's not like huge titles out that are being released. I mean. Um, yeah there's the niche Yaoi and mm-hmm. uh, Yuri titles but I mean but let me, a lot of the more Shonen titles yeah. they're not being released here anymore but, I mean f- for one example talking about ADV there's one title that I was really looking forward to continue buying from them called Jinky Extend, me being the Mecha Geek and they haven't released a fourth volume in like months at least well, la- uh, to yeah. my knowledge yeah, that's just part it's, of it's, not, it's not cancelled it's, it's supposed to be still being released Consider it a shake- part of the shakedown
0: but um. I, I mean, I, I'm of the belief that there is more. At least in talking to retailers,
2: there's still a lot more. Might of be product. more, but the quality might not be. But there's still more. Yeah, but I mean, the quality not, might this not be isn't,
0: there. Like, we're not talking about quality. We're talking strict quantity in this sense. Everything. True, true. Like, I mean, this whole discussion, this whole, this whole point that ICV2 made
2: was that there was more. It was
0: all, always about quantity,
2: not quality.
0: And, and I think it's an unfair statement to make, uh, but that's one thing. Uh, one thing also, a year ago. A year ago, let's say, um, okay, a year ago, there wasn't much Naruto on the market. Yeah, any it was and more any,
2: more stuff like Kenshin. Kenshin was uh, being released once a month. I right? know,
0: but like there wasn't much Naruto on the market. Um, the anime wasn't as known at that point. A year ago, and, outside of the and event, like event maybe maybe mean. there was only yeah like in generally speaking like not much was not much of it was known to the North American public. The thing for Bleach a year later is that gobs of of the anime has has been is has been available through underground means you know what i mean uh through underground through uh through underground means and like there's like a dozen vol uh more than a dozen volumes of the bleach manga already on the market at the time ta- as of the airing as of the beginning it's,
2: it's maybe even more than but that it might th- be around 15 i'm here
0: no. i think there's 15. a big
3: difference though because um naruto is in shonen jump and they don't release a volume till it's finished its run in shonen jump so it's a quarter but, still, but, but still there was exactly much. the same in
0: japan right but still it wasn't much it wasn't there mm-hmm. wasn't much available already to, to that point in north america so there was a lot of build up so the build up could have been made for naruto cuz there wasn't much with bleach there's already a significant amount whether it be underground whether it be in stores mm-hmm. and that, and that, that sort of stole a lot of thunder for bleach for bleach and and and, and um, uh, so that's why I, that's why I take issue with the argument. I also take issue with it on a cultural sense, because the whole ICV two argument, in my eyes, says that like calls it calls bleach a once in a no, lifetime. No, no, no. You mean Naruto? Naruto. I'm sorry. Calls Naruto a once in a lifetime phenomenon. It, it seems to say as it make it as if it in itself it, it accomplished it, but completely by itself. When no. I say when the re, when we re, when really. It complete like it, there were the conditions. There were conditions around that had built up for years to see that point, and you and you, brought up, came up, came and up, you brought up the title. It came It came
3: out at the right time. The right. right time, right moment. Right time. No,
0: I know. At the right time, at the end, of, like towards the end of the Dragon Ball Z era. Perf, it, it came out at a perf at an opportune S- the time. A successor has
2: come. It, it was a
0: successor. It was a successor that you know. It was a success, It's the successor to titles from a decade ago, like like Sailor Moon. Like Dragon Ball. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, and there's one other title I'm thinking. Yu-Huxha, maybe? Oh, uh, like, like Yu Gi Oh! Like Pokemon. Oh, okay.
2: mm. I mean, those, yeah, those are the i hooks. I'll agree on that because those are series those that are, the are easily hooks. marketable to
0: younger kids. This is our generation. This is Naruto is this generation's, and, and what I mean by a generation is like five years. It's this generation's anime hook title.
1: Which is exciting because there's so many of them. These young fans, mm -hmm. and they're they're going to look at more. And the thing is, like like for our
2: generation, it was well, uh, well, mine (laughs) maybe. Not sure about yours, Mike, because you you did say the five year gap. So there's a more than five year age difference between me and you. Like at least for my generation, it was more you know, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. Yeah, for mine too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean that's what that I mean that's what ultimately that was the ultimate hook. That was what would solidify it, and and it's had ten years to grow. Or it's had at about give or take a decade to grow, and you know, it, Naruto is the benefactor of that. So you know, Naruto isn't the be all and end all. And and I don't and still you know I don't think once in a lifetime phenomenon. No. I will see something.
2: Something else will come. We we along. don't
0: know what it will be yet, but I get the feeling something's there. Like we said.
2: Because you know, what about ten years down the road? You know, some some kid right now. Big huge fan of Naruto, and he makes his own thing. You know, maybe maybe it'll be vampire ninjas versus pirate ninjas or something. You
0: know, but it comes down to one fu- well, the the ultimate thing, and this is my last point: records are still always meant to be broken.
2: Yeah, and speaking Fort of G, that, they Barry can't Bonds be is won't break any one records soon, mm-hmm.
0: or you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it. Uh, we'll take a take a couple second break. Back with final insults next. It's the Anime Roundtable on TheComicDen.com. All right, time now for final insults. Angela, ladies first.
1: All right. Well, what I wanted to talk about is a new anime that's still being... Shown, and it's Le Chevalier d'Eon, or Ooh. The Knight of Eon, yes, as that's... it would be in English. And um, I found it to be incredibly exciting as a Rosa Versailles fan, because it's one of the only anime that I've come across that's based on uh, history that isn't Japanese. And I'm always into that sort of thing. And just the, the cross dressing element, too, and the fact that it's based, well, it's really cool anyway, it's based on um, real characters, too, or real people in history. And the plot is basically, it takes place in Versailles, uh, mid-18th century, in the court of Louis 15th, and there's just amazing backstory about um, two siblings, and uh, there's just a lot of alchemy and incredible animation, and sword fights are absolutely wonderful, and actually, it's just been released, or it's just been... Um, licensed, actually, by ADV. Yeah,
0: within the last 24 hours. Yeah, apparently. actually. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think we'll be seeing it before next summer. And I noticed that Anime Insider magazine called it one of the best anime you haven't seen. And I would have to say that it has... Well, it might be very overlooked here, just because it's not the sort of thing that people would usually watch, but I would encourage people to give it a try, for
0: sure. If you're a name-dropping with Rosa of Versailles, you know, it could be important if we're ever to see that title here, if we're ever yeah. to see yeah. that title. Well, as I so.
3: believe Production IG was involved in making it too, and they yep, have a they good quality to t- their name as well. They're known for Ghost Nichelle and others. Okay, so thanks. Quality is there.
0: Mm-hmm. James?
3: Well, to say the least, it was funny. I brought this massive book here, almost like the Doomsday book, but not quite. It's uh, Ode to uh, Kirihito from Tezuka. And the funny thing is, vertical, you see it once in a while, but I'm still surprised it happens, is that I went to turn the first page, and unfortunately it was the back page. And I found a nice little note in the index telling me that the artwork of the original has been produced as a mere image in order to conform with the English language, and I still wonder how the heck that happens. It's like, am I really that dumb? I've been reading manga for so long, the right way that now I have to go the wrong way. It's just so funny when that happens, and I thought that was a funny little tidbit to share with you all. But that shouldn't scare you from buying this. It's really something any person who's into manga and wants to look at something from its past should look into, and it's a real good one. It's one volume. And that's all it is. And it's well, a
0: honking don't, big volume. you can don't forget, kill a man with this. <laughs> do so if you need a
2: weapon and sign good to read, then buy it. Don't forget it's Osamu Tezuka, otherwise known as the god of manga. And the creator of Astro Boy, Blackjack, and others. Yeah, I don't even think there's actually a manga that's been released here by him that is not left to right. I mean, that is... Ugh. What I'm trying to say is all the ones I've come across are all left to right. You know, the conforming to the English language...
3: Well, Philosophy. Okay, that's a that's a discussion for another day. Right, you're so, up, Dean. All right. Um, last
2: week we had talked about the uh, rebuild of Evangelion, and there hasn't been much news lately. However, Anime News Service recently uh, posted a little tidbit that, according to the Evangelion producer Toshi Michi Otsuki, uh, that the contents of the first part of the new rebuild of Evangelion movies is now complete. Apparently, the anime staff. Is almost close to being uh, fully assembled. And based on hints that were covered in the October 2006 uh, edition of New Type magazine, uh, Kowa- uh, um, I'm butchering the name Kawaru, Nagisa, and Rei Ayanami are going to be the central characters in the new story. And the theme of the first movie will feature the characters in a school setting prior to the arrival of the angels and whatnot. Um, Thought it was a little interesting piece to add since our last discussion three weeks ago was uh, revolving around that. And now an- another interesting uh post that was made by anime news service was relating to US anime licensors uh payments regard on uh, licenses in Japan. Um what what is listed in the in the article is um that it's a recent phenomenon and not limited to you know just small companies dealing with tighter financial constrictions Uh, apparently the situation is so serious that some of the uh, Japanese firms that uh, Anime New Service had talked to now require the presence of a lawyer from the initial discussion phase between the license holder and the potential licensee Um, It goes on to say you know uh, given license Licensee apparently will have a tab of five or more licenses for example with one licensor as they go on to pick up the distribution rights for say a sixth or seventh or eighth show. uh, They wind up still owing or falling behind on payments for previous shows and this comes down to how well the show sells in whichever the market it's being sold in. Payments are sometimes cut from revenue extruded by a show only after it's being localized and released in in the licensees. Market. since many licenses are now sold when shows are still in the production phase many potential licensees take a huge gamble on some of the shows and given recent this is interest, an interesting and ironic point given recent years uh, pleased by American companies like ADV and Funimation um, who you know make their uh, or rather ask fans you know please don't download illegal fan subs you know buy our stuff It seems that now, you know, the original creators and sellers in Japan are trying to relate to American fans. Please tell your domestic anime company to pay for its rights to sell our anime to you. And those those are really two of the things I really wanted to bring up. And um, I realized I um, made a mistake on the last show where I uh, referred to one new series that's being shown. uh, I believe the title's name is Otome wa Koi Shiteru or something like that. I forgot the title. Uh, I had mislabeled it as being an H-game to anime translation, where it's not an H-game, it's actually just a visual novel, much like Canon, except with no sexual content, at least up, up to my knowledge. Um, also wanted to mention that the Canon 2006 series is just totally and utterly awesome, and anyone who has a computer that can play video should download and watch it through whichever means possible. It's a great series. But amazingly, li- amazingly... Just remember buying uh, it, if, it ever, if you if you oh, it I, form. If it ever gets licensed, I'm picking it up. I mean, buying it, because it's, it's just an amazing series. And surprisingly enough, the new Negima series is actually quite good. It's pretty much taken everything that was good about the Negima story and taken and gotten rid of all the fan servers, at least so far. And the animation is pretty good. So it's pretty much... Uh, Negama minus Akamatsu you know, equals the new series. You
0: know, this was a discussion for last week, right? I know,
2: I know. It's, okay. just, it's just what I wanted to bring up. All
0: right, uh, thanks. We'll I, I, at the
2: time, I didn't watch the uh, episodes. I just watched them a few days ago.
0: Okay. Thanks for taking up the time.
2: <laughs> oh, then that means... Uh, Actually,
0: okay, I have a couple seconds anyway. I mentioned a couple of shows ago about the open casting call for the role of Yusaku Godai in, a, in an upcoming live-action adaptation of Meizani Kuku. Opposite Dencho Otoko TV star series star Misaki Ito who will play Kyoko. Word came down last week that the search had ended, and the big winner was an unknown twenty one year old from Nara Prefecture by the name of Taki Nakabayashi, a blood typo, born january 6, eighty five. Interests surfing steak basketball. Uh this is this is not a dating service, but since he's got the role, he's gonna be he's probably gonna get his share of fans, so I guess we best make it now known. Anyway, congratulations to Mr. I I'll be looking forward to seeing how this turns out, especially since I've been watching the anime. And for reference, I just finished episode 24, 72 episodes to go. Just in case you were wondering, some numbers here. 3,200 people applied for the role, and from what I could gather, 190 got called for an audition, with 33 getting to do a screen test with Ito herself, and... Yeah, those are funny. Wow! <laughs> Wait, I, but I didn't get to the best part or the scariest part yet. On the official website, there is a video of the auditions.
3: Oh, oh yes. The brick dancing <laughs> is there.
0: I don't need to say anything else, do what, I? What's the website the address? Check the notes. All
3: right.
0: And that's it for this episode. Stay tuned if you want to listen to past episodes or send us an email. The information is coming up. From all of us here, happy watching and reading, folks. Good night and good luck. And join us again next week for another edition of the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.
1: If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to send an email to roundtable at thecomicden.com. Also, please check the show's official home at www.thecomicden.com for show info, past episodes, and directions to the store in Mississauga, Ontario, now celebrating 27 years in business. The Anime Roundtable is a production of Mike Nicholas, copyright 2006.